and swiftly moving on today guys we're going to start looking at secondary activity in the west of ireland so just kind of a brief overview of what we're going to look at we're going to look at the four factors that affect secondary activity in the west of ireland and once again just to kind of remind us of our mindset while we work through this content we're trying to build comparative srps here so just to keep that at the back of your mind that we're going to be comparing this to what th that factor would look like in the GDA. That's where our mindset is. And the four factors that we're going to discuss are infrastructure, labor force, traditional industries and government intervention. I may as well just get straight into the content. Um, so secondary activity in the West of Ireland is severely under underdeveloped in comparison to the GDA. And there's a lot of kind of physical and social factors that affect this, which we're going to discuss as I progress through the content. So going in straight to discuss infrastructure in the west of Ireland. And as I've previously stated there, it's kind of largely underdeveloped due to the upland terrain and poor drainage, which we discussed in the previous podcast. So there we're linking how the physical processes affect and kind of impact on human processes, secondary activity in the region. So the upland terrain, poor drainage, just make it really difficult to kind of construct modern railway and road links to the region. This is just completely backed up by the data here when we can we can look that the area is actually just serviced by one motorway, which is the M6. That's the road from Dublin to Galway. If anyone's ever dro driven that road, it's the most painful drive in the world. There's not one turn for three hours off the road. So anyway, tangent there. And it kind of just shows how underserviced and underdeveloped infrastructure is in the region when that road was actually only completed in 2009. So what did the road look like up to before that? It's really, really difficult to think about. Um, something I'm going to kind of allude to now and come back to in two or three podcasts down the line is the characteristics of good geographic riding. It'll make a bit more sense if you listen to that podcast, but when we make a statement, we need to think about what that means. That's how we fully develop the statement, and that's what I'm going to do here. So... The fact that this area is only serviced by one motorway makes it really unattractive for industries to locate there. So it just means that the transport of goods is more expensive and slower than in the GDA. So it makes that competition, it makes the West hard to compete with the GDA. And once again, we look to the idea of the isolated geographic location of the region. So it's just isolated from the Dublin and EU markets, which the GDA would easily service. Then we could compare airports in the region. So we have the Ireland West Airport that's in Mayo. This is just, it's very little incentive for industry to set up in the region. To be honest, before I've actually started teaching geography, I'd never heard of that airport. I've never heard of flights leaving that airport. And I think that just says it all. that It's just, it's no incentive for industry to set up there. Then we could go on to discuss the idea of telecommunications and how they're just generally quite limited in the, re in the region, just like most other pieces of infrastructure so like we could look at the idea of poor broadband speed how this is a deterrent for industries and how this is kind of being just pushed into the limelight by the COVID-19 crisis especially around this whole remote learning situation that we found ourselves in and how that some students don't have access to kind of fast broadband and that's now affecting their learning so that's going to be something we're going to have to address in the future that would be a really good point to make there and just a way to kind of fill out your SRPs fully develop your statements and then just to kind of show the stark contrast between the West and the GDA, we could look at the lack of industrial estates. So 
while looking at the GDA, we discussed the idea of these forward fact- factories that are just ready-made for MNCs and companies to come in and set up shop. The West just can't compete with this efficiency and just the level of or the scalability of these factories in the GDA. Then we could look at the idea of labor force. Once again, just having it in the back of our mind that we can compare this to what's going on in the GDA, but there's a really low population density in the West of Ireland. I think the last time... I looked at it was around 25 people per kilometre squared and only around 30% of the population actually live in urban areas. This kind of just makes means that there's not an adequate supply of skilled workers that justifies multinational corporations setting up in the region. That kind of segues us perfectly into the next topic that we're going to discuss and it's going to kind of pop up a lot when we're discussing the GDA and it's this idea of outward migration. So... Firstly, I'm going to discuss the lack of third level institutes in the region that kind of just forces young people to move from the area to the GDA. So we could just firstly look at the fact there's only one university and two institutes of technology in the area. This kind of forces students' hands to migrate to the GDA in search of better education opportunities. And once they're in the GDA, they're more than likely to find employment there and stay there and kind of live their lives there. And this just leads or adds or contributes to the ever-growing social problems of the West of Ireland. So we could look at the idea of the falling population density, how it's an ageing population in the West of Ireland, and how that once again leads to the shutdown of services such as doctors, pharmacies. And all this is known All this is known as what we know as the brain drain. I kind of messed it up at the end. It's just called the brain drain when people are migrating from the West of Ireland to the GDA. Moving on from infrastructure, we can look at the traditional industries that are more that you're more likely to see in the west of ireland compared to the kind of opposite of the innovative gda so they're more labor intensive jobs which are kind of prone to job losses in the west of ireland so we would have seen that in 2008 with the collapse of the construction sector and to be honest we're probably going to see that now with the impact of the covid-19 crisis and i just keep your ear close to the ground there and how that's affecting employment in the west of ireland and we could just add to that again as a result of this as a result of the kind of higher level of unskilled employment wages are on average 15 percent lower in the west of ireland obviously another problem to deal with and then we can finally discuss how the how government intervention has kind of affected the development of secondary activity in the west of ireland so First of all, the West of Ireland is actually categorised as a Category 1 region according to the EU and this just means that it receives the highest amount of grants possible from the EU in order to support development in the region. So these grants kind of go towards developing infrastructure, developing communications, sometimes there's structural funds put in place to kind of invest in education in order to establish a skilled workforce in the region which they're lacking compared to the GDA. And we could kind of make reference to two initiatives put in place by the government that aimed towards working that aimed at developing the west of ireland so we could look at toward we could look towards the national development plan or the ndp and the national spatial strategy the nss and both of these kind of aim to promote gateways to the west of ireland in order to encourage development um i suppose you could kind of look at both strategies as quite successful they did attract a certain amount of industry in the region but it's just simply not enough like we could look at the example that apple set up an 850 million euro data center 
in 2015. I think it was in Athenry. Don't quote me on that one, but it's in the west of Ireland. That's an example of how these initiatives kind of worked, but we still need to kind of work on that and invest more in the future. And the last thing I like to kind of talk about when looking at government intervention and how it's worked in the past is Galway City. So I'd use it as like a case study. Um, no other reason I, I just love Galway. It's a great spot. Why not talk about it? So population around 75,000 people has a University of Galway's present. This, this means that there's a large urban labor force readily available. There's a skilled workforce that come and kind of graduate from Gal University of Galway. This is really attractive from MNCs and manufacturing and secondary activity to develop in the region. So in Galway, we'd kind of see IT and pharmaceutical companies set up there. So we have examples of HP, just like we'd see in Kildare. They have another offices in Galway. Um, one that kind of stands out to me is Boston Scientific. Just, I always remember that one. One of my friends, um, he completed an inter internship there years ago when we were in college. He went to the IT. He's actually never left ever since going there. So just, I always remember Boston Scientific. It employs about 2,600 people, largest medical device manufacturer in Ireland. And then maybe, you know, trying to tie it into current events, which I always try to do. How important is that during the COVID-19 crisis that we have this kind of thriving pharmaceutical um, industry in the west of Ireland. I'm really quickly going on to go through an exam breakdown of the topic here. So it's never actually directly been asked as a comparative question. So one way we might have used it in the past was in 2014, where they asked economic activity in core regions differs from those in peripheral exam with reference to two Irish examples. Really, really broad question. We could have covered primary, secondary, tertiary activity and compared the two. That gave us loads of scope there. I, I wouldn't expect to see that question again. I'd say it was really well answered that year. And just coming back to this idea that questions are becoming more specific the further we get along the line. And I'm not one to make predictions. I think we equip ourselves with the skills to answer any question that comes up. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a secondary activity comparative question in the future. I'm not saying this year, it's not a prediction, but I wouldn't be surprised to see one. Might sound something like compare the development of secondary activity in two Irish regions you have studied. How I'd kind of structure my answer there, I'd split it up into three sections. Infrastructure, labour force, government intervention, and I just dedicate five SRPs to each. And when you break that down, five SRPs, it's really very little content that we have to relay back to the examiner to get full marks here. So it's a really nice question if it's asked that way. I'm going to talk us through how I discuss infrastructure really quick, just to give you an insight into my mindset, how I structure my answer. So firstly, I'd start off discussing the West of Ireland and I'd talk about how underdeveloped the roads are. I'd make reference to the M6, how it was only constructed in 2009. And I'd compare that to transport infrastructure in the GDA. So how is the transport hub of Ireland, the M50 and the radio roads around the region make it the centre for distribution in the country while the West transport costs are high. It's deterrent for any industry to set up in the region and then i'd move on and i discussed the lack of well-serviced industrial estates in the west of ireland and how they just can't compete with the competition of forward factories in the gda and how industrial estates in the gda kind of aid companies establishing this beneficiary relationship so companies work with each other to kind of help each other bring each other up and the west just simply cannot compete with this the companies just consider the west as not even suitable to set up industry there and then we could give an example of these forward factories sandyford tala blah 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 i'm going to leave it there speak soon